Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Step right in, folks. We're opening up the China shop today, busting those doors open wide. I'm Shopkeeper Dan, as with me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing good. I'm huddled in fear. There's a bit of a storm raging all around me, so we'll see if I can make it through this entire episode. All right. All right. If... uh did you, do you have any kind of special extra insurance stuff if you die? Does the China shop get any money? No, but uh, I haven't given my wife the passwords to all my stock market accounts, so that okay, should Okay, so I'm rooting for you to live. <laughs> I'm now rooting for you to live. <laughs> I, I want to make sure she does, too. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I guess she has to. If it's one or the other. Um, right. <laughs> We got, a, we got an amazing, extra awesome episode for you today. We are joined here at the China Shop by the guys from the BHH cast. It's BA-cast. Wait, the BA-cast? It's, it's phonetic, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, is, did, are they farmers? What, what's I don't the, think what's the so. Deal? I'm, uh, shepherd. Shepherd. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> shepherd. And there we are. And here we oh, are. Hey, they're right here. Look who's oh, in the China <laughs> Shop. Dang. It's us. <laughs> You break hey, you know, it, you buy it. Yeah, guys, if, if <laughs> three of us came into the China shop, from the moment we come in there, you're eyeballing Adam. Yeah. Like you're keeping your eye on Adam. <laughs> you're just like, he's breaking something. Hey, big one. Oh, he's first. <laughs> first yeah, clearly first bull in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves real quick so our listeners know who's who when they're talking. Don't all start at once. I- I'm Jamie. <laughs> No, I'm Jamie. You're the yeah. other Jamie. And then he's the I'm other Jamie. Jamie, yeah. Jamie Bendel. The um, B. I am the B in Bacast. You're, you're, oh, you're, you're, oh, that makes so much more sense. Jamie Hernan. No, no, I'm the end. So go ahead. Don't, no. don't jump the gun. You're the middle. You're the hump. Let's we've, go. we've talked about this. I'm oh, the last. Yeah. Okay, so I'm the second H. I'm Jamie Hernan. And I'm Adam Haig, who is the third H. Or the, oh, damn it. Second H. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we have the the, the ba cast is the BHH cast. That's us. Which um, our market research pers- people have told us it's an excellent way to name your your podcast in something that gives no clue as to what the podcast is about. Right, but allows people to have a sense of belonging because they can say, "Oh, I'm one of the sheep." Yeah. Right, the sheep are our listeners. The They're part of the flock. We're the shepherds. Yeah, that's I right. Feel like I should have been able to put that together. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I launched a new business during your intro, where oh, yeah. I claim lost password stock market accounts. 
No, that's actually, I was thinking about that too as I heard your intro. I was thinking, <laughs> this is going to be another like crypto story where like, no one has the, the code word or whatever, the, you know, the long series of code words to get access to the account and the money will just be gone. No, I'm splitting the money 50-50 with whoever uh, identifies the lost account for me. Okay. Do, you, do you think there are spouses that are just, they, they're grieving their lost spouse until they find out what they were investing in and they're like, what the hell was he doing? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what the hell was he thinking? Yeah. If I had known this is how he was investing our money, I would have killed him. I would have killed him long ago. Yeah. I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, thank goodness it was just a heart attack. Or, I would have murdered him. Or, or does maybe that take the sting off of it? You find out that he bought a lot of AMC when it was a dollar a share. Right. I loved him, but ooh, yeah, it was a. I'm much more fonder. I'm a, I'm a slightly less grieving widow. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that NIO, that NEO to pay off, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, uh, we've, we've been in and out of that one a few times. Yeah. Adam mm-hmm. pushed AMC on, on Bendel and me and on the Jamies very hard. Yeah. It was a fun ride. For- when, when was he pushing it, though? At all stages. Like season oh, three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he pre or post uh, $10 a share? Uh, I think we were right about. It, it was yeah. a little pre. It was a little post. It was a little it was, pre. Uh, yeah. It was, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. idea was, yeah, if we can, it was probably, it was part of the ride. If you'd gotten off at the right time, we would have been really wealthy, but we, you know, no we one kept, did. We kept asking have, him when he was going to get out. And he kept saying, I'll never sell. But the echo kept getting larger and like heavier and heavier. Lonely and lonelier. Here's what I've learned. If you wait to trade on the advice by the time the episode has published, <laughs> right. you are very behind. That's trouble, Matt. Yes. Especially for those, uh, those Wall Street bet men. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. 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 So you guys can go. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, this is great. I, I feel like I'm just listening to your episode, though. Be careful. Yeah, we will take over. That is the most polite shut up I've ever yeah, exactly. heard. Where is the Here, is there any way that you could? Yeah. And the I want to hear. He asked us to be quiet, and we just started talking. Right back over. Are you guys still in uh, AMC, or did you guys get out yet? What's that? Are you guys still invested in AMC, or did you guys get out yet? Oh, I'm still holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gets to the moon on the first try? Yeah, asshole sell. They yeah. all hold. Right? Virgin Galactic sure didn't. No, right? exactly. That's right. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm holding that. Still holding some GM, GMT. Yeah. I still got my GME. I sold some of it off. Is that what you meant, Adam, when you kept saying I'm not a virgin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the good news. Um, we should maybe create a rule for this episode where we're where we're doing this that we you should identify yourself as the other Jamie before you say something, so it'll help them edit that out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. whenever you say something's stupid. going on, yeah. right, and you it's ruin like, the flow, man, yeah, ah, like you just did with man, the whole version thing. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right, how about just everyone says their name before they talk? I think that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> that gets really confusing because you think you're calling out Dan here. I haven't been listening. <laughs> my kind of guy oh god okay yeah. so tell us uh tell us about your guys investment backgrounds then it sounds like you guys are doing a little bit with the uh amc you guys uh dabble in anything else or so i've definitely an over I, what i try and do is keep like uh some fun money right on the side so i have mm. a, you know the lion's share in like the old school index funds and the and, and you know the the slow growers if you right. will 
And then I've kind of, you know, then you take some side money and you try and figure out ways to make that grow a little bit faster. Right. And some, and you know, 10 times I invest in, you know, 25 stocks and one of them will go to the moon, but you know, and then, or, or crypto and then one of them and then some of them, but nine won't, but you just hope that the one goes far enough to make up for the nine so that your overall gain is good enough. In the fun money side of the equation. In the fun money side, yeah. What about the dumb money side? Hire financial advisor if that's your pitch. <laughs> well, no, I mean, my point is is that, like, I, you, you keep, I think it is fun to invest in things. And it's fun right now where we're living in a world where crypto is. <laughs> Hold on a second. Are you saying your pitch to a potential investor is to say, so here's the deal. I'm going to have some fun with your money. No, no. This is my money. <laughs> I don't want to play with other people's money. What gets me up in the morning is to figure out, like, Hypothetically, if I was to put myself in some other random dude's shoes, like what would I do with the fun money? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do that for you. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I would struggle investing with other people's money because I do think I make you know fairly dumb. Oh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, there'd be a fun phone call. Hey, I lost fifty percent, but man, it was a lot of fun. Right, <laughs> you would not have believed what you're saying about your money in the office before was, I made the call. <laughs> it was a roller coaster. And we were up. I was like, I gotta call this dude. And we were down. I was like, do not pass him through. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that South Park, and it's gone. And it would disappear. And right now, I mean, like, for, so with the fun money side, you have so many like socials that are kind of influencing it now. And my mm-hmm. my. My 16-year-old son will be like, yeah, TikTok's blowing up about this thing, right? Or he's like, there's so much talk about this on TikTok right now. For example, I just went big into milk crates. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm crazy on milk crates. Not man. everybody sees a milk crate opportunity. Like, I see, I am so heavy in dairy right now. No, it's true. Like, when you think about vinyl and how big vinyl is right now, where do you put the vinyl? In milk crates. Boom, dad. Milk crates are the future. Yeah. Or but you no. stack them in your front yard and you make the funny video where you fall over. My dad, my son, though, did put me on actually all three of those as I think about it. Like GameStop, AMC, and Neo. Milk crates. Oh. And and milk crates. No, and <laughs> Neo. All <laughs> sons. You may not have heard of this conversation that Adam does not have TikTok. <laughs> I don't either. I think yeah. Dan's our TikTok guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't usually open the app very often, though. It bombards me with random chaos. Right. <laughs> what, what, what really worries me is that it actually has figured me out very well. You know, it's figured out my profile like they say it does very well. And this is who I am, right? But my fear is the videos that come up. I'm like, oh, my God. We have yep. described you accurately. Is this really who I am? That's but for those of you listeners yeah. that are on TikTok, Jamie's joke just killed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Should I get my daughter? I didn't need, I didn't need the clarification. <laughs> and the people who are familiar with it are also laughing at it. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah. yeah. Remember when we said you can just cut whenever that one voice comes up? Yeah, that's that would be another great example. There you go. That's, that's a perfect. And and we're told because neither Adam and I edit the episodes. Yes. That uh, uh, Jamie edits mostly by looking for the flattest lines <laughs> on the uh, editing software, and those are the places where. Yes, yeah, it's good. That's. I think that's how I do it. Yeah. 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 Clearly, there's nothing going on here. Let's just pull it. Have you guys looked into NFTs or crypto at all? We've tried. We've had on so many guests that want to talk about crypto. And our main question for those guys is, um, what was the question? Uh, What is it? What is it? Right. What is it? What does it do? Why is it valuable? Yeah. And I have yet to get an answer that really clicks in my head. 
I mean, so for me, it, 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 it does seem like it is basically a money launderer's fantasy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it really is. Right? <laughs> and, but I get the impression that there's so much money out there that needed to be laundered that crypto is being completely supported by probably nefarious. And then, you know, and then in addition to that, you know, the, the Elon Musk of the world that can throw a, a billion at it and, ha- and not blink. But it is. Does Elon is, actually ever invest in it, though? I thought yeah, he you just uh, threw a tweet out there. Or yeah, you don't know, right? Yeah, or the Dogecoin thing, and the yeah, and it is, yeah. it is it is interesting. I, I do think though, it is a money laundering scheme that has become somehow legitimized. Maybe. All right. So if you were given the opportunity to move a market with a tweet, would you do it? Of course. Well, yeah, I, I definitely. Would. Is that a question? Can we clarify who asked that question? No, that's a good question. I think, but I mean, at some point though, you are. Well, you're talking about Elon, right? Did yeah. he actually do it or not? Oh, or no, it- he's, uh, he's, he's moved to a few different markets. Yeah, yeah, right? But isn't that an interest? So nobody ever says, what's your superpower? Yeah. Nobody ever answers, I want to be able to move markets. Yeah. But he right? does it in the weirdest way, too, though. He doesn't just pump his stock. I think he, uh, he tanked Tesla at one point when he said it was overvalued. Yeah. <laughs> what CEO does that? Isn't that the ultimate flex? To be right. like, I can crush my company. I don't care. Coming right back. <laughs> yeah, my company's overvalued. You should all start selling your shares now. It's bullshit. Yeah. It I'm is. pretty sure he said hold my beer before he did that. Well, no, what no, I no, like no. about Elon and how he's... Man- like since but, Tesla- but, but Sorry. It's moved back to where it sh- should be. Oh, it's probably overinflated again. Did you just apologize to him for interrupting you? I did. Okay. Yeah, but no, but you're right. I wasn't interrupting, I wasn't interrupting him. No, was, you're right. It yeah. is. It's, it's, it's now probably overinflated again, yeah. right? But I do think but, that if I... It, when Elon first took that thing public, you got the impression that nobody hated his investors more than he did. Like he despised, <laughs> it, he despised those public, you know, any kind of, you know, uh, when he did the quarterly calls and, mm-hmm. you know, he just, he was, he, he was venomous. He was so angry at them. And he was basically like, if you don't get straight, I'm going to take this thing private again. I'm going to go out and just buy all my shares back and screw you, which drives up the price because everyone's like, oh, Elon says he might just buy us all back up. So, But I, I just feel like he, uh, there are certain times, and I'm, I'm going to self-acknowledge that I may be the least sophisticated investor participating in the conversation. My impression is every time he gets bored, he's like, I'm going to create a company that makes rocket-powered bicycles. And everybody's like, that's a great idea. And he just hoovers up random money to turn the ideas of five-year-olds into reality. Yeah. I think that's probably right. Well, there definitely is a cult of Elon out there. I don't think anyone would argue with that. No, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The idea being the cult of, he says some you know, five-year-old dream, the cult of Elon follows. Yeah, I'm going to invent and, subways and that go one cult, person at a time. But enough of the cult of Elon follows, which brings in money, which suddenly we have market movement, which now brings in the bigger bulls, you know, which then, you know, now there's real money behind it. And now you have, you know, a, a $3 billion company that can go out and figure out the hire the best people in the world to make that rocket powered bike. Right. For it, which, for which, yeah. So there's no I, reason in the company, but it all kind of becomes a self-fulfilling thing. No. So, which brings me back to the idea that if you were going to say, I want a superpower, yeah, that nice. would be an achievable superpower. Yes. Right. So most people think like, oh, I can never, you know, do invisibility or 
laser vision. We have taken over these guys' show. Okay. No, no, no. Wait a minute. I want to go back to the, the superpower question. Yeah. Because I think uh, pretty much every superpower has major drawbacks. Invisibility, because light works with your eyeballs, you wouldn't be able to see anything, right? Because it just passed right through your retina. So if you're invisible, you'd also be blind. And I think people already, when you have invisibility, okay, people assume you're a pervert. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, then yeah, let's look at, let's look at super strength. Invisibility thing. Yeah. Okay, just, but let's finish the thought. Girls okay, naked. so hold on a second. If you were <laughs> super strong, if you had super strength, you'd be the first person everyone called to help them move. So that one's out for me. Oh, man. If you could fly, what's to say that you're flying faster than like you can walk or run, right? Yeah, right. Like, if you're just up in the air moving at, like, five miles okay. an hour... That wait, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. I have never considered the possibility of slow flight. <laughs> right? What, what a yeah. jerk genius. What makes you think you'd be flying around at 100 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would assume that... There's some velocity that you have to hold. Well, first of all, <laughs> all flightless birds should truly be considered pedestrians. Like the ostrich, right? Not even a real bird. <laughs> well, even there, it's it's at best like a leaping bird, right? Yeah. Non-flighted. So I assume the fact that you can fly gets you there faster than I can walk. Yes. Uh, Back to your point, though, the downsides of all the superpowers. I think the downside to the superpower of being able to tweet and move markets is sooner or later you get arrested for market manip- manipulation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Elon's yeah, tweets are, uh, are gone through with a fine tooth comb by his lawyers now. At this point, yeah, I think we've noticed that. What was the company Dan that he uh, he tweeted about that wasn't publicly traded, but there was a company that was similar to it, and it like shot through the roof. Oof! Do you remember that, Dan? I don't think Dan think does he, remember. I think Dan flatlined. Yeah, he must not. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to be. Wait, we thought right, you well, were going to be the one who died. Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so I've recently in the NFT world. Now let's go to your hypothetical horse racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was talking about. That's my NFT. Oh, is it? Is it Zed Run? Yeah. So I, I, I oh, got a Zed Run table. Yeah. Oh, I want to get into that. So my theory with the whole thing was at least I get an NFT that I can play with. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's, it's a lot of fun because I get to race my horses against other horses i'm you know breeding horses i'm trying to figure out um bloodlines and how the different factors play into the um offspring so there's a lot of data to it there's a there's a lot of data diet you know kind of deep data to it which says okay if my this horse runs this level you know this race really well say two you know two thousand two hundred meter race is its best race i gotta go find a stud and she's a mare for example go find a stud who also runs that race incredibly well right or mm-hmm. who does and whose parents did the same thing and then my offspring will just crush that race but right? is, is it really an nft or do you, do you just have a subscription service like a is it it's like a game that you're playing no it's not a, it's not an it's not a subscription service at all i now own these horses i don't but is, i don't think it's an nft like to me the idea of nfts are is so stupid but, what do you mean like like someone who pays for a video clip or someone who pays for you know uh uh the the, the the you know Charlie bit my finger or something you know the the I don't understand any of that okay but I understand the horses I just don't think I think it's different than these other NFTs the rest of the NFTs to me I would just feel like overpriced beanie babies I think that's there's something there yeah right and again it does it become self fulfilling at some point when people are paying ridiculous amounts of money for you know these hot shots and those, you know, baseball ones, as well as, you know, those mm-hmm. 
those ape things. I see like ape I'm pictures. I'm thinking of creating oh, some NFTs of some of my jokes. I saw yeah. somebody on Twitter post that uh, if you made an NFT that was backed by a diamond and the diamond got destroyed, that the NFT would still maintain its value. Interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stupid people on Twitter. Yeah. Did Elon Musk? <laughs> exactly. That sounds like Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. I don't know um, how we can call 911 in Arizona, but should someone check on Dan? <laughs> yeah. uh, I told him to back out and come back in, see if he, uh, yeah. see, if that, see if that gets yeah. him closer to our orbit. So I am, I think, still the owner of some MindSpring stock. Um, uh, you're not. Is this, is this the company that <laughs> doesn't exist? <laughs> that's, yeah. That's maybe a pretty first <laughs> You're actually the owner of Earthlink stock. Yeah, I am the yeah. owner of Earthlink stock. Yeah, <laughs> so my spring have, turned into Earthlink or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, so I'm... And you have paper certificates. And I actually have paper certificates. Right. Okay. Of, uh, although, I will tell you, I actually had to make a 529, or not a 529, a, a, a withdrawal for some stocks that the kids got when they were young. Uh-huh. And they're like, we need the certificate. Really? And I was like, you do? The kids said that? Because you got certificates for them? Apparently we got certificates for them. Yeah, so normally those certificates are, are, are theoretically you know, held at the broker. Right? Uh, yeah. So uh, now so like, there aren't really certificates I anymore. Some, but, I had to yeah. do some law certificates paperwork. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 To, yeah. That was, uh, Jamie's Googling the certificate to see what it looks like and then going on trying to Word PowerPoint or, yeah. it. Yeah. It's amazing what they could do at Kikos. It if is. you just tell them, hey, so listen, my kid has a tuition payment due on Tuesday. Any chance you could work up something that would be a uh, I think it's basically why they got rid late nineties certificate. Yeah. certificate. Yeah, I tried to present a lot of Amazon stock on a paper certificate. They, yeah, they, they were rejected not buying that. It. Yeah. Would that get you uh, is that is that a form of like counterfeiting? Oh yeah, it's absolutely against the law. Yeah, come on, Adam. Why would you even say that? <laughs> yeah. No, they um, the printer even let you do that. This is the NFT of these they stocks. <laughs> yeah, is- yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, uh, the, you know, the when I was a kid, the Disney certificates had all the Disney characters on them, and like they were like run, you know, all the mouse, and everybody was looking around, and and so the mouse. <laughs> you can't. It's like saying. Well, I just don't want to get. I don't want to get royalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we got to be very careful. You know that know, last whatever. Sunday football game. Yeah. It's the mouse. Yeah, and and but the, all the characters were on the certificate. So like my grandparents would send me those stock. You yeah. still have those because those are doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Those are. I mean, they've now the certificates have been. They've they've now taken away the value of certificates. So you had to turn in your certificates, and then they gave you like essentially copy mm. you know i feel um, like if we could have another pandemic not that i want there to be another pandemic but i'd be much more prepared for buying at the dip in oh the yeah market. right <laughs> yeah like if i see it coming i'm right like you know now I'm, i didn't everyone think, else will be i thought well. that the markets have become immune to pandemic not really didn't biden say that uh, somebody said that one of the feds yeah, or something i thought that one yeah. of the things one of the first people I to learn to deal with the market i don't think you understand <laughs> I thought it was. I thought the market priced in future pandemics already in today's prices. Uh, maybe now, but they don't. They don't do that. Any, they didn't do that. The initial one. I cannot tell you how many times I searched the price of Carnival Cruise Lines, thinking now's the time. So, but Kyle, let's talk a little bit about Zed Run. Yes, please. I want to. So, I, I want to know a little. If you're ready to buy a horse, yeah. So if you're ready, I can get you. We can get you a horse. Yeah, because I'm breeding horses all the time. Mm. And so we can get, we, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out after. So open sea is where you're going to go to buy the horses is, is kind of generally where it is, but you can try around on there. Seems yeah. like they're pretty expensive though. So they can be, um, you know, but you, so what, 
I would recommend doing there is just kind of finding the Buy lot. the most horse you can afford. Relax. Right? That's what I would recommend. <laughs> Whatever you feel like your horse budget is, pretend fictional data horse. You you pick one that you like. Yeah, the only way to get any kind of pretend like, race on your phone. The only way to get any kind of value there <laughs> is to like actually find a horse with decent parents or parents that haven't run. Or yep. clever name. And then you pick a horse with a clever name. I was going by the coat color because some of those look really pretty. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, run yeah. in they run in fictional <laughs> mud. So coat color is actually a thing. Like yeah. there's a rarity to coat color that actually drives value. All I know, Kyle, is do not trust Adam when he tries to sell you one of his horses because no. it's going to be the one that has like shingles or whatever the horse disease <laughs> yeah. is. I'm they- just saying there's a there's a minimum amount that you have to pay for the horse because there's a essentially a minimum yeah. sub fee. But that's that being said. We, you know, I can get you a horse to play around with. Right? Yeah, pretend, and, pretend fun horse. No, it is yeah. a, a horse to yeah. play around with. Yeah, you can right. enter into races that right. would, you know, right. you God can forbid, see how it works. God forbid you drop your phone in a pool <laughs> and drown your stable of date horses. <laughs> Adam sounds so I don't think like you a- know how the internet works. Yeah. If, you think, <laughs> if you think by, I dropped my phone, then all the yeah. horses die. Adam, what <laughs> happened? I thought you were a big horse racing guy. I'd be like, hey, I dropped my phone. So have you actually uh, you managed to win any money? I my phone screen, and I had to put down all my horses. So I've definitely I broke spent, all their fictional legs. I've definitely spent more money than I've won. Bendel shoots mm-hmm. his phone when he gets it out of the pool. Yeah. But that being said. What happened to your old phone? Eh, oh, my God. I used you guys stop glue, talking a serious glue question over here. pieces of things together. <laughs> the problem is you sound so much like a drug dealer right now. <laughs> Listen, yeah, it's a totally manageable habit. First one for free. You try a little bit of... I'm just trying to buy some horse over here, guys. Yeah. Let me, I'll let me get up. this transaction. The truth is, is that uh, <laughs> some of the horses have won money. Yeah. I mean, so there's an there is an ROI, a positive ROI on some of the horses. Mm-hmm. But uh, that being said, a, a lot of them are dogs, right? And, right. A, and a lot of the horses aren't. You know, you just have to find kind of dog races mm. to, to race them in. And then you really want to do it right. You bring in new people. Oh my you bring God. in new people to horse racing <laughs> that are unfamiliar with it. You sell yeah, it's, it's not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you need to all. get two of them at least. Yeah, you got to get a if you can get a male and a female, which is great. Then you can breed it. Right, male data, female data. You you merge your data. <laughs> yeah, but once you get into this and you have horses to sell, stay off of Peachtree and Piedmont in Atlanta because that's Adam's territory. That's his. Gotcha. Oh yeah, that's All his. Right. Oh, it's ridiculous. definitely. Have you ever can't watched? Deal. Wire? I can't deal my horse there. And horses. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, it's. it's I'm not a drug dealer. Yeah, sometimes I'm, talking, I'm trying to introduce a guy to an NFT series. Yeah. Yeah. Ten sometimes years from now, you're going to be watching Data Sopranos. It's going to be one guy with a bunch of pretend horses at the bottom bing. Yeah. Adam's <laughs> just heading his laptop. So which one of you three was the one who bought Enron? Or, or the closest thing to Enron? Oh, oh I bought MoviePass. Ah, that's the, what uh, it was. That's the Helio and Masterson Analytics. I'd like to uh, hear yeah, a little Adam, more about this. Oh, Adam gave me a ton of crap for that one. Uh, and I am I am a pretty much an amateur investor as well, mm-hmm. and so when when Helio and Masterson Analytics, which was the parent company that that bought or owned, yeah, did MoviePass. MoviePass. First of all, I think Adam actually introduced me to MoviePass. Yeah, it was great because he bought MoviePass, and this was the the service where you paid like nine, ten bucks a month or something. You could go to as many movies as you want. It was a Netflix right. of real movies, right? So, he, but and Adam was one of the people that destroyed the company because. <laughs> He went repeatedly you know, like every single day and he just had his pass and just went to all these movies. Yeah. I'd go for lunch and just get like, I'd walk in at lunch at my, uh, my office was near a theater. I just walk over, hit it, 
watch 45 minutes of that movie, come back, watch it tomorrow, get the, get the second half. But what I recognized was that that company was a data company. And so I realized that what they're doing, because they got tens of millions of subscribers or whatever it was, and they were creating this amazing database. Yeah, big right. data play. Nice so job. I thought, okay, this is great. So <clears throat> I you've, buy, you've uh, heard the term big data, and you were excited because you're like, so, I don't know yeah, what that is, but apparently people big. make money at it. Right. So I decided it was at 21 cents. And I decided I would buy a thousand shares. How, how bad can it be? Right. A thousand shares, 21 cents, 216 bucks. No problem. Big player. Right. Mm. And uh, so apparently as there were more and more atoms of the world. Yes. And the company realized that the data was great, but they were having to actually pay these theaters and people were basically, they were spending way more money. This wasn't just the Netflix lost leader type of theory. This was <laughs> way out of control. Uh, the the stock started just tanking, yes. and, and I think that they also had a ton of insider folks had just. I mean, they, they had they just kept adding billions of shares. Okay, so hold on a second. Well, it's a penny stock. You're telling me that the company had to pay the theater every time Adam went. Yeah, they 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 worked out a deal with the theaters to pay like a, a, a some amount, not not the full price, but to pay some amount for the ticket. Oh, well, that's the, the, the setup of the whole company is wrong. You basically you say, so? I'm going to send people that are going to come and eat popcorn every day. Right. That's and the I'm, plan. And I'm selling you on free bodies. Right. I mean, in my business, uh, you, you're going to paper the room. That's right. Right. Adam, it's your birthday. You can come and see free movies all month. That's what it was. That's what it was. And yeah, it was so not, great. Not, I'm going to pay somebody else when you show up for free popcorn. No. That was the problem. But I think they and actually, also the data was bad. And they also thought that they would at some point get so big that they could control consumer behavior and they could drive people to see certain movies and to, that they could right. sell that. So if a new movie was coming out, they would pay MoviePass to promote that movie. Where they'd say, yeah, you can do a premiere, like a MoviePass premiere, where only MoviePass get to, people get to see it the first but week. If you, like right. yeah. I didn't even know about this company. And I was smart enough not to invest. In yeah, it. you actually yeah. learned about it, and you still invest. And you still invest in it. Okay, so, and I'm glad you only lost 216 bucks. <laughs> well, wait, he hasn't told us. Oh, no, there's more. Possible. Well, he didn't lose I, all. I did lose more. Okay. Oh, good. So <laughs> the company was. It was things were getting so out of control. They're yeah. trying to raise money. Yeah. They did a reverse split. Yeah, shit's hitting the fan. Right. So they do a reverse split, and the great thing about it was I paid more in fees because they did that reverse split. Then my stock was worth at that point. Oh, that's a shame. Mm. Did you I, buy more? So I paid it. Yes, I did. So yeah, I paid a. Yeah, you doubled down. Yeah, did you buy on the dip? You bought on the dip. You split? No, I bought on so many dips. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just kept. I was you like, got yourself a big bowl of refillable popcorn. This is what I did. <laughs> I had no. I had beachfront property. Okay. Yeah. There was a tsunami. Yes. And I said that can't happen again. No, I'm so going to buy all the properties around property, me. Right. Yeah. And then another tsunami came. And you said, never, there's I'm never really, been three tsunamis. third tsunami. No. And then. Uh, and you didn't think, maybe this is a bad place to build a house. This could so, be a bad place. And, by the way, pandemic could shut all this down. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I had, I, I called my, uh, I don't know, broker or Oh, trading good. So company. you used an expensive oh, broker yeah. to do it. I don't know. So I, I would have, I think this is a, no, no, no. This is a. Let them get to it when they can. <laughs> no, no, no. I called. It, this is a you know, online Hutton? company. Yeah. yeah. So okay. this is, which I actually like. You, an you have a direct, an do you on, have a person that you call at the online company? 
I, wh- whoever is on the end of the one eight hundred. I'm just glad to hear that you weren't using kind of a discount brokerage to make these really really bad trades. You actually <laughs> yeah. had to pay high premiums. Right. Was it written by Jordan Belfort? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and and just because to make this okay, long so story this shorter. is a, this story is turning into like a buy and hold. It's yeah. taking so long. Okay. To yeah. I will just end by saying <laughs> I'm hobbling. This is good. At some point. To be able to get out of holding this stock because it, it right becomes now I'm shorting the story. Yeah, I'm I, shorting oh, it heavily. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to pay my broker to buy the stock for me. Oh, to get it off my book so I could report the loss. I'm so sorry. Oh. That's I, uh, that the, I do is have that, a, I, so I do have a couple of holdings in my account that have no value whatsoever that still show up on there, and I have no idea how to get rid of them. Yeah, just hold. I just yeah. assume yeah. that eventually they'll come back. That's right. Eventually, they will come back. Yeah, that's right. So, Isn't that yeah, like the stock cycle rebirth? Yeah. Oh no, I locked in the loss. I paid seven dollars. I, I will say to a company that it, you know, Etrada, some, something. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to say with defrayed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gotcha. I did feel. I did feel defrayed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that phrase means, but I feel. I felt you defrayed felt of a defrayal. And they're actually yeah. very kind and professional there, and the person was very apologetic. And I oh. said, hey, what do I do with these holdings? He's like, well, for $7, I'll we take will take off. those off your hands. So I, I believe that they have a, an amazing portfolio of worthless stocks that probably at some point, some of them do turn around. I would suspect that that call was probably recorded for training purposes. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and you have been the focus of some training sessions. I think so. Like, did you see how, that yeah. Paul actually bought that guy's stock for seven? And... Guy paid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably got a bonus. Yeah. They're excited about Paul's work. Yeah, they gave him like a Paul. whole bunch of movie pass to, uh, chairs. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's seeing free <laughs> movies to his heart's content. Yeah, and, and while this whole process played out and I was losing my stock, I would continually text the guys and say, here's the n- next you know, worst thing that's happened to me. <laughs> and I would get responses from Adam from the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, don't interrupt my movie. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm movie today. And it's not like I'm cheating going theater to theater. I'm paying every time. I go back out. <laughs> I, I go out, back out. I walk out yeah. and I make sure that Listen, I, I want to make sure you record this usage. Yeah. I know you're gathering data. I'm not stealing from yeah. the theater. Yeah. I'm stealing from Jamie. We've noticed middle-aged men seem to uh, watch a lot of lunchtime movies. Right. We should focus in workplace dramas. Dan, which company was it that you had that you had to pay for a reverse split? Uh, I don't even fucking remember the ticker. That wasn't, but it that wasn't too long ago. I remember you ended up calling uh, TD Ameritrade and screaming at him. <laughs> I had to talk you off a ledge. Yeah. You were ready to go. Well, they didn't. Postal. They didn't warn me. They didn't warn me. Yeah. <laughs> but if yeah, it was the same. It was the same instance where like I had had one or two shares of the the fucking company, and they charged me like the thirty dollar fee, and I think that I had fifty dollars worth of stock. I was like, you can't, what? <laughs> you can't charge me more than the fucking, uh. So There's literally without, a picture of Dan and me on their wall. Yeah. So with the disclosure that, you know, all investment advice inc- has risk to the consumer and, you know, you should read the prospectus before making any investment choices. What do you guys like right now? Oh, we don't read any of those prospectus. I have never recommended reading a prospectus. Okay, we, good. We just look for momentum at this point. <laughs> What do you like as far as something to invest in now? Uh, right now, I think we're both pretty heavy in BlackBerry. Yeah, I like BlackBerry mm-hmm. too. Um, let me pull mm-hmm. up the technology that. play with their how they're working with uh, in in 
you know, the automated car thing. Yeah. The autonomous car world, that BlackBerry. Oh, yeah, yeah. All their their, their security uh, software. Yeah. They, they got like three different deals that came up. I like that. Yes, I do too. Jamie and I both looked at each other and we're like, wait, are they messing with us? Or are they? No, uh, it's not a phone company anymore. That's what a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, but they're, because they're the only one that like the government will work with, uh, they still get a whole shitload of contracts. Like they've been beaten down into the dirt, but they're ripe for a turnaround. Yeah. That does seem like typical, I like Blackberry too. Typical government. And I, and I still mm-hmm. like, and I, I mentioned Neo earlier, NIO. I still like that play long term. It's, it's going to be a long term. I'm afraid of Chinese stocks at this point. And I think, I think that's wise. Uh, especially with the, the the rulings that came out not too long ago that said that if they don't conform to our reporting standards, then they're going to get delisted. Yeah, I think it's fair to be, but I think there's value in that fear. So mm-hmm. I think if it goes, so with, if you price in that fear or that risk, then I think there is some value still in those stocks. But um, so I like, and I and the you know Roblox, I like obviously that's that's not really going to be a huge play like Airbnb right, right. now. Um, not none of these are going to go. I mean, these are kind of long holds. None of these yeah. are, are are your one year hundred percenters. But I think that over time, I like both those companies a lot. There's another one I love out of San Francisco, uh, Cloudflare. Have you seen these guys? Net no. is a single NET. Yeah, so they're kind of like um, they're like an Akamai play, um, which is like they're a content pusher and something like. 85% of internet traffic runs through Cloudflare. And it's a company you've never heard of, but no. they're a huge player. They went public about two years ago at 20. It's now trading at like 120. And I think there's, and it's still going up. So I like NET. Yeah. Volumes I'm looking at their stock chart right now. Yeah. Looks like they're slowing down a bit though. Yeah, they definitely are, but it's been, it's been a solid performer. And I think it's one of those things that, um, if they're making the right bets, and if it does get any kind of multiple, like an Akamai multiple, then there's still a lot of room to go up. If you look at those, most of the analyst stuff on it is still, well, mostly some of the analyst stuff is a little bearish, but if you look at the people who are giving you target numbers, the target numbers are like one. I don't look at those anymore. Uh, because they're all bullshit, the, right? Yeah. Well, the, the more that me and Dan are learning, the more it seems like that these guys are just coming out with numbers to try to make retail sell their stock or buy it i think that's absolutely right i think the, yeah the more i see the more i absolutely believe that's true and i and I also think that it's a lot of tea leaf reading you know even if they're not doing market manipulation there are they don't know what right it, well, you want to know what that stock is worth it's worth 127 dollars and 70 cents right now yeah or 123.24 yeah and, and at, the, at the same time if if they were if they were really good they be investing, not writing. Re- exactly, <laughs> you're writing a hedge fund. Those who can do, no, that's true. Those who can't write the reports, those who can't write the reports, appear on CNBC. That's right. How come, oh! no, how come no psychic has ever won the lottery? That's that's, that's right. basically mm-hmm. the same thing. It's, it's like having thing. the power of invisibility, but you can't see nothing because you ain't got no retina. <laughs> like if you have a hedge fund where you have to have 150 million in order to participate in it, that's a guy that yeah. I think maybe and, has, and he's done incredible over the last three years. Like. That's the guy who maybe knows what he's talking okay, about. Okay, I'm starting a new segment <laughs> when we guest on somebody's show about money. Jamie's, uneduca- uh, Jamie's uneducated money take. Yeah, well, here okay. comes Jamie's uneducated I money think take. the whole purpose of hedge funds is to lose money. Okay. Yeah. And why is that? Because they all seem to lose money. Uh, they don't. Yeah, uh, I think they do. You should maybe yeah. start a show called Financial Ineptitude. 
Yeah, they don't. Initially, yeah. hedge funds were created to be a hedge. I guess. Wait a minute. You want to write for us? Hold on. Yeah, right. Wait a minute. I'm going to start a new podcast called Buy and Hold My Beer for lousy investment advice. <laughs> for lousy investment advice. I feel yeah. like we'd be competing in the same market. Yeah. 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 Way to steal our show formula, man. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Are you guys buying any crypto? I have some crypto. Uh, I've, I signed up with the Coinbase account. Yeah. Uh, I think I picked up some Cardano. Yeah. And Mana, I think it was. You gotten any of those free things that they throw out? I get a whole bunch of them. I just started converting them to Ethereum, though, because that's the one I that's really true. want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally think that it's Ethereum and Bitcoin and the everything else The free stuff that trash. they give you for Mana comes from heaven. Easy. <laughs> and it's, it's very filling. <laughs> I think that Ethereum and Bitcoin... Is the only real play there? Well, yeah. Everybody, everybody that we talk to, it seems like Ethereum is the thing that like all these other shit coins are based on. And if you look at the NFT market, the the currency they're using in that whole NFT market in general is Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I just saw on Instagram that I could have bought a uh, Gary V NFT. Yeah, yeah, totally could. Yeah. What is Gary V? Gary V's an Instagram influencer. Yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah he's a yeller. He's a yeller and a and a motivator. He's, yeah, he's supposed to be. A is he like Kramer? Yeah, he's similar to okay. Kramer with a motivation <laughs> tactic and uh, less investment advice. Yeah, less investment advice, more like more like life coach. You need to move. You should stop listening to your parents and get the don't apartment. Don't go to college. And, uh, college isn't for everybody. Yeah, I and feel like just, more people need to hear that. Yeah, I think that's probably well. That's why he has a lot of followers. He does. <laughs> he has a lot of followers. And. Oh, should we uh, should we ask him some of the the questions that we got oh, yeah. prepared for him? Sure. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, so one of our f- favorite investment movies is Trading Places. So I kind of based uh, kind of like a lightning round, free for all kind of thing, like you okay, guys nice. like to do with your guests. Yeah, nice. So I'm gonna uh, reference something from the movie and then ask you guys a question based on that. So have you guys seen Trading Places? Yes, this is Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So the plot's about how anyone from the street can basically do Dan Aykroyd's job. So which of the three of you do you think would be the most easily replaced by a smooth talking grifter? Well, as soon as you said which one of us would be the most easily replaced, both of them immediately were thinking of me. Not true. That's not true. <laughs> Honestly, I think you, you you are most easily replaced with the free but the grifter doesn't get you. We we wouldn't get there with me. I think Jamie and I are in the more the grifter category. Uh, and I would disagree. I'm the grifter more than you. I was way. thinking most easily replaced from a technical standpoint. Yeah. The only person who needs to stay on the show is Jamie because he's the one that does all the editing stuff. Yeah, we can't yeah. replace yeah, you. Yeah, you really have to have that guy. You're the best. Dan. Right? Yeah. Everybody loves <laughs> him. Yeah. So That's from right. a technical standpoint, he brings the most. Yeah. I only learned audio editing just so Kyle couldn't kick me off the show. That's hard. It's, really it's, smart. it's a self-preservation move. It is. It's yeah. a self-preservation move. Yeah. I tried to learn investing, and that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you learned editing One better. of us is going to have to learn how to push buttons. The other one has to know shit. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea, though, of we show up, because there's three of us, but we've got four seats at our table. So I like the idea of we come in, and there's just this guy sitting at the table. Okay. All right. Well, there's a lot of hobos in, uh, in Atlanta. Let's. I, I feel like you guys can make that happen. We totally can take good. the concept. Let's do an episode where we all send a replacement for the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and see what those three people sound like. Yeah. All at once? Yeah, all yeah. at once. All at once. We say, oh. you go be, 
you have to you play the role of Adam. You play it right for the episode. Yeah. Are you going to give roll him a script or just let him wing it? Nope. No, no, no. no. Just, let him, just let him we'll just wing hit it. record, set him in the room, and have at it. T- now, unfortunately, Jamie still has to do the editing. Yeah, you still right? have to edit, you'd it, have obviously, to edit and you still have to book the guest. But <laughs> the, the the only thing I, I I would add is you have to not tell the others that everybody's doing it. So the person replacing oh, you thinks they're just better. filling in. For you, they're with you. the other person. Oh, nice! Yes. Right, right. They think they're with. They're the only fill-in. Right, and exactly. it's all strangers. <laughs> it's all strangers, but they don't know that the others are strangers. And I want to hear this show. I do too. Post a note on the board. It says hit record yes. when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You're> ready. Every <laughs> <laughs> oh, show that will right. be like Drew Bledsoe of the uh, podcasting world because they're going to come in and they're just going to be better. Well, that's, that's <laughs> just demoralizing. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Not, well, <laughs> the risk you take. So the good news is I am like an NFT horse. <laughs> I am winning races in my hypothetical. Right. right? Uh, yeah, you, maybe. Well, uh, only at the certain distance though. Right. Only right. 20, yeah. 2200 meters. The approximate yeah. 40 minute podcast. Know your lane. Distance. Yep. <laughs> I'm crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. Yes. All right. Uh, Dan Aykroyd Winthorpe is his name in the show. Uh, he receives help from Jamie Lee Curtis after he loses his job, house, everything. Uh, which of the three of you are most likely to need a prostitute's help at some point in the future? So we can answer this easily because none of our wives listen to this show. Yeah, it's not just this show. No, they listen. They probably they listen to your show. I don't mean this. Yeah, I meant our show. So yeah. if they see Bobcast, if they probably listen to your show. They see Bobcast show up, and they're like, I don't know. Skip eh, that we're gonna skip that episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, leave a note in the description to tell the wives to move right, on. Right, wives, no wives, yeah. no yeah. wives. Yeah. There's no prostitute around here. Two bulls is really going downhill. If that's a very interesting question. Who is most likely to need a prostitute's help? In the future, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I say I feel the pain of our guests because that is a very deep question. It's supposed to be a lightning round. We're supposed to answer it quickly, but that's very difficult to do. Yeah, I think it it would be, and I, I it's definitely you. <laughs> Why is it me? <laughs> because when, well, first of all, you needed not speak. So remember that whole thing about the first person who speaks loses. That was a you question offered. You owned it. He could have been saying me. Yeah. Oh, when he said you? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, oh. I did mean you. I mean, there was direct eye contact. They can't see that, but yeah. there was direct I meant, eye contact. I meant other <laughs> Unmistakably <laughs> direct. No, so contact. let's let's just call a spade a spade. AI will replace you in like 15 minutes. Right? <laughs> AI will be able to do all the editing shite that you do. Wait, wait, are you saying that you want to bring in a prostitute to, the, to do the editing of our no, podcast? No, 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 buddy. I'm just saying... No. You will find yourself on the street and homeless in about five minutes, and you will need the help of a prostitute. If you are saying that there are both high-end escorts who side hustle as podcast editors? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, (laughs) much like the the movie Trading Spaces, where they just basically kicked him to the curb and put him out on you know in the street. Like when the AI comes in for the editing. Wait a second. I'm just saying you get kicked to the curb. A euphemism for prostitute. This is the first time I've heard Jamie Lee Curtis referred to as a high-end prostitute. Yeah, some people call yeah. it Lady of the Evening, other people call it podcast <laughs> editors. Oh, man, I've had some awkward conversations with people. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's oh. all you are. Oh, you didn't oh. know what people were asking you for? You're a very low-paid <laughs> escort. So that guy at the truck stop was asking me if I was a podcast editor. 
That's why he whipped out his dick. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Why are you giving me your hotel room key? And oh, he actually probably was ready to pay you more than what you're making now on the podcast. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Good news, guys. <laughs> yeah, because not many prostitutes are like, okay, wait, how this means that I can do what? I can I can have a bunch of monthly fees for different services. I spend time on the podcast. No, no, no. And, and you don't oh, pay me anything. No. So if we're just sticking with the euphemism example, they basically say, uh, this is what you get, or you can go behind my paywall. That's right. That's not the ultimate paywall. Yeah, they're the ultimate <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. You are definitely paying extra for that. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's no, that, just for subs- that's that's subscribers. For subscribers. Right. Yes. Yes. We're going to give you just a clip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, just the clip. Yeah, just, just, just the, the clip. clip. Getting, just the clip. I think the website OnlyFans is based on this entire philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, I think they segued into your question that you uh, <laughs> prepared since they're talking about their spouses. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, when Winthorpe, Dan Aykroyd, loses his job in his house, he also loses his fiance. Uh, which one of you, and this is, this is a dark question, I know, but which one of you would be most likely to lose your spouse? If you lost your job and status, yeah, very dark. Interesting. I think, I think I'm going to answer that for for I'm gonna, I think it would be Bendel, but I don't know that it would be that she left him. I think that Bendel might just get distracted and and just decide that he's you know. I think that's not true at all. I think Kelly is already basically. If there's not a lot of love in that marriage, <laughs> I mean a lot of love. <laughs> you're not his guy in this lifestyle yeah. is, is not easy relatively <laughs> speaking comparative <clears throat> loss of status it's when you're low on the total pole, <laughs> right. it's hard to go lower right oh, and, yes. think, she's not good yeah. she puts up with jamie him being homeless yeah. and without I mean, money you is can, not that you much can literally <laughs> step from my spot directly to the ground yeah safely <laughs> like you need not there is there is very little in I terms think of loss Justin of status. Kicked me to the curb in a in a in a haypenny moment. Like it would be Gandhi. I'd be so quickly gone if you if I don't provide. Oh my god! If I'm not the provider for that house, I, I have no value. I was at an event yesterday. <laughs> and the, <laughs> I was at an event yesterday, and the person referred to their uh, spouse, ex-spouse, as their husband. Oh, oh! And I thought that was a pretty clever line. That's like when I yeah. when I. Res- when I call Lisa my first wife, was that she hates that? <laughs> was that self-promise? Like she thought of that pun and had to get divorced just so she could use it? No, she she wound up saying my husband, or as I now call him, my husband. So since the story was being told to now, she's yeah. I just change she, in status. If you think of a, a pun as good as that, that's worth destroying a marriage over to be able to use it. Probably. I would yeah. certainly claim it yeah. in the in the yeah. proceedings. Oh yeah, I don't. You get no rights to my husband I, fund. I yeah. think I don't want my wife to listen to this. She yeah. likes puns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, actually, last the question. husband is actually for sales in NFT. Oh, no. it is an NFT. It's for sale. It's yeah, I that's, actually. That's what I named my horse. Yeah, I have a digital horse. <laughs> that's, yeah. All right. Uh, called husband. <laughs> At his lowest, Dan Aykroyd is dressed as a Santa Claus. He steals salmon out of a, a dinner party, and he's sitting on the subway. He pulls it out of his coat, drags it through his beard, and then just munches on it. Uh, what's the most hobo-esque thing you guys have ever done? 
I don't know where they found it, but I think that Kyle and Dan have a very low impression of us. Oh, that's what probably do you mean? Yeah, are saying that's a very good. No, no, no. These are all. I, I think they, the, they're reading the room well. I can really answer. Bad. I can answer first if it makes you guys feel better. No, 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 no don't. Yeah, yeah. don't. Okay. So all right. I have. Hey, so listen. So hold in, on a second. Spent, before you, so before yeah. you go any further, you are getting as hosts of your own show what it's like to share a show with the other Jamie. Yeah. Right. Right. It ain't easy. No. It's 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 periodically he throws. His elbows. Yeah, and he just want to put a... That are sharp and... and just like, and, I, I, he took all the revolvers out of the room so I couldn't, you know, sh- blow my head off. <laughs> but, because okay, it's, so it's, most, it's most hobo-esque thing. So my most, most hobo-esque thing. thing. I've spent the night in an ATM room. You know, like those bank rooms? Mm-hmm. I've, I've fallen asleep in there and spent the night there. Like at an ATM? Yeah. When I was in college... Like a kiosk. In D.C., it was cold on the walk home. I was very intoxicated, and I got into one of those little rooms, and it was heated, and I didn't want to move. Also unlikely, unlikely to be murdered, because right. it is on camera. Because, yeah, and also you have to have a bank card to get into the room. So if you're going to be murdered, mm, you're murdered by a fellow account holder. So it wasn't yes, really a hobo yes. movie. It was basically an apartment provided by Bank of Boston. When I got lost in New York City on New Year's Eve, I got separated from the rest of the group. I ended up having to sleep at Grand Central Station. That's wow. actually really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty that's good. like elite hobo. No, that I is. That's a, yeah. If you're going to sleep in a... In a to, over, I yeah. was in my navy dress blues, though, so it wasn't quite as... Oh, oh even wow. better! I was, was looking it, really good. What was it? Uh, <laughs> what is it called? Ship week? Crew week? Uh, no, we just uh, took a weekend trip. Yeah. But jumped what on a train from Norfolk. Like What's Went up there if you watch the ball drop. Yeah, but Ship Week is what you're talking about. That's literally like a hobo bucket list to sleep in, to Grand, sleep Central in Grand Central Station. Yeah. yeah, that's great, actually. Yep. That's significantly better than Do you Bank think there Boston. are times when hobos are gathered and they talk about their dreams for the future? <clears throat> well, yeah, I think so. Or the like, so what's, in your, what's in your bucket list? I mean, what else are you going to talk right. about? He's like, do you think if that you borrowed somebody else's bucket, you would have to do their list? Possibly. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to pull it out of there. When you're homeless, does a bucket take on a different meaning altogether? Okay, so that's not going in the direction that anybody would want to go. <laughs> that's true. But I'm actually now, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the fact that probably, and this is a very Gary Vee thing to yeah, say. Here it comes. Um, the life you live may in fact be someone else's bucket list. Mm. So when you're thinking like, hmm, I don't, maybe I don't have the gratitude for the things I have in my life, you're living somebody else's bucket list. That sleeping over at Grand Central Station overnight. This is what you get on the podcast because we get deep Mendel goes very deep, and me, I'm focused on. All right, how many uses for the bucket can we can we list? Oh, that's beautiful. Jamie. I yeah. like how. Well, you can use it as a as a bathroom and a lunch pail, but don't do it in that order. Excellent yes. point. Yes, you got to commit first. to one or the other. Lunch. Well, first. You can always go eat lunch your first. lunch first, and then you get rid of your lunch. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right. Mm. Right. right. Yeah, then you get a new water. bucket. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at that rich man over there. We're getting a new bucket every time he shits on it, Mr. Richie Rich. Yeah. Every time exactly. he's got look a new bucket. Society. Look at Johnny Buckets over there. He's living on the street every Charlie time. Big Potato over there. Charlie Big Potato with his extra bucket. Yeah. <laughs> do you think their bucket has to do with their status? Like if you get a five-gallon bucket, <laughs> which is a little pail, like a mop pail. Interesting. Or somebody goes to Firehouse. Is your bucket gold-plated? You- <laughs> no one has a gold-plated bucket. Come on, man. That's a myth. Yeah. Right. That's an urban legend. Yeah, there's no hobo unicorn. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Dan, I think we're hitting close to an hour. Okay. All right. Awesome. Anything else? Oh, we should find out where we can. Yeah. Why don't you guys tell everyone where they can find you? 
Once you do some like actual promo stuff, you know, like uh, responsible hosts social would media do. on yep. uh, at Hobo Buckets <laughs> <laughs> or Gold Plated Buckets. Gold Plated Buckets. Gold Plated Buckets. That's Instagram. Twitter is is Hobo Buckets. Hobo buckets. Yeah, and Instagram is Gold Plated Buckets. Gold Plated Buckets. <laughs> yes, we we are at Bacast across most social. Uh, medium forums and you would think that's spelled b-a-h-c-a-s-t it is not it is b-h-h-c-a-s-t right and you can find us at podcast.bocast.com i gotta ask you how long did it take you to start spelling out your name when you uh were directing people to to find that because we had two bowls in a china shop.com and we just like two months ago started saying the number two Uh oh Yeah, uh, to figure that one out. I would tell you, I don't ever do it. I Jamie does it. Mm-hmm. I don't ever do it. I assume that. Yeah, we find it offensive. Yeah, I just assume <laughs> that it's easier to search, you know, my regular name, and then it would, yeah. you know, drag you to the content that I'm. I think everybody knows it's B H H. It's annoying when you do it. But yeah, we're if, not gonna. But you edit, so that's we'll keep if, you around. If you don't know that <laughs> Bacast is B H H, then I mean, we don't even want you listening to our show. Yeah, you ain't no cheap. <laughs> Yeah. All right. out the explanation. Yeah. 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 We don't want, you know, it's the, cooler without the, the retail the- traders of the podcast world. <laughs> be like, by the time you found us, all the money's already been made. Yeah. We exactly. Brown bags We've already sold out. <laughs> yeah. Brown bags of cash, baby. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan, take us home. All right, folks. Thanks hey, for joining. Okay, so hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. Hijacking the outro. You know, go ahead. Before, That's right. Okay, wow. but listen. That's before impressive. You, before you take us home, I would like to say I really enjoyed being a guest on the show. Yeah, you guys Good have been job. great. Yeah, this well, is thank you. Time. You didn't die, which was part of the list. God, I have to edit this out. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. This was a terrible experience. Praise? No, we don't allow, we don't allow praise. Sorry. Since when? This has been I'm the worst fucking kid. God damn it. <laughs> I, I participated in this, in this show over uh, objection. Yes. Uh, and I now have enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. And here's the crazy part about it. I'm not even actual Jamie. I took 15 bucks to sit in on yeah, the show. You're that imposter guy. I'm not even, I'm not even on the actual show. So this has been a great experience for me. I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm actually other other Jamie. Yeah, wait, do we get anybody from the podcast? <laughs> well, this is really Adam. It's really Adam, but they yeah. didn't tell me yeah. that they were going to do this shit tonight. Morning. <laughs> and on that terrible bombshell. It's been a great time, guys. <laughs> yeah, Thank it was you. fun. Thanks, guys. Oh, thanks for hey, coming. Yeah, we're so glad that you guys uh, came over and we got to hang out for a bit and, and talk stocks with you and nonsense, too. Uh, as Kyle can attest, those are two of our favorite things. Right yeah. on. Uh, and we're glad you, the listener, <laughs> has joined us. You did. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Kyle, and by the way, we are really selling. I'm, I'm going to sell you a horse so you can run around. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be coming back at you soon. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, we're going to sneak over the outro. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to just close the doors on this madness right now. Uh, just, we'll just see you then. Off, Dan. Just Til- turn Until next time. <laughs> Happy trades. Bye. (laughs) To 
Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.